The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome lockdowns radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I screwed it up. Support us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. You can support the show and in turn, you also get other benefits. We've been doing some Patreon only podcasts. We give early rally access. We have a dirt racing league, a bunch of other stuff over on Patreon. And when you sign up, we give you a free sticker pack, DWA sticker pack, with some exclusive DWA stickers that aren't available to the public. A lot of fun stuff over there, and it helps support the show. So cruise over to patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome, and we'd really appreciate it. This episode of the Driving While Awesome podcast is brought to you by RadForSale.com, the only auction site entirely focused on the Radwood era. Have something to sell? They are now accepting your 80s and 90s cars, trucks, and motorcycles for auction on Rad for Sale. Have a Fox Body Mustang, Integra GSR, or Kawasaki Ninja? Those are great. They're also looking for excellent Radwood era parts and gear, like wheels, seats, apparel, ephemera, and more. So it's time to start going through the garage. Rad for Sale is a visually appealing and informative auction site with interesting and unique features while focusing completely on our favorite era of the automobile, the Radwood era. Join them at radforsale.com. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. Uh, I'm Art. Hey, we're all here. Hey, uh, we're joined by um, uh, 40 Under 40, dude. He's oh. one of the most influential. Art is one of the most influential car people under the age of 40 years old. According to Sports dude. Car Market. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yep. and uh, he landed a big contract with Just For Men. That's right. And by the way, or was that uh, touch of gray? <laughs> I, I just want to throw it out there that when that conversation came up originally, because we were not like we were going to be nominated, right? Like as an organization, and like we went around the table. It's like who's under forty? Everybody's fucking older. So I was the only no, one. I know. Who yeah. um, Tim McNair hit us up, right? That was yeah, that. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, that, that's super rad. I'm curious to see the actual, um, you know, the the the, the, uh, the magazine. Um, it's in the October issue. Um, a lot of our buds are in there. Uh, I saw the guys from LBI are in there. Um, we got Steve Cottrell. He disappeared. Uh, yeah, uh, a couple other the homies. Yeah. yeah the so homies. what is uh Did they interview you, Art? Sports car market? Uh, no. They they basically just sent. They have like, like a, a form. Questionnaire. Yeah, they have like a form. It's like pretty specific, and and it's interesting also because they show you examples of previous ones and like, um. And the questions are sort of not similar, but not the same. And, um, you know, and I, I was looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute, but there are different questions asked even within the same issue. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, it's like almost like they yeah, sent I've seen that. different emails to different people. And 
And I'm like, hey, I wanted to answer that one, <laughs> you know. But, oh, it's, right, right. but it's all good. Yeah, I mean, it, it it'll be cool to see. Yeah, all of our all of our homies, as you said, in there, and like what they what they had to say. But um, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's not like a huge you know dissertation or anything. It's just kind of like what you do and like what your role. Do you is talk about like how you uh, groom your hair or beard? Or uh, how do they? Oh, the just well, that wasn't my just for men ad. No, that was <laughs> someone else threw that one in there uh, in that text. Grecian or gray or what's another one? Uh, touch of gray. Um, touch of gray. Pepper, salt and pepper daddies. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new instagram that's your instagram handle did you change your uh your profile pic for that uh no i i did change my instagram profile pic after uh camping while awesome though i don't know if you noticed that i was just thinking about it like um the following morning or something when i got back home and i'm like i, I had this thought in my mind like because i was having some gore uh, some gourmet shit you know some good coffee at home and uh <laughs> And I, I've always wanted to use the pic. There's a very, very tiny sliver of a moment where after that whole conversation that went down with Tarantino, with, with you know, Samuel Jackson and, and Vincent Vega, uh, you know, Travolta, the wolf shows up after their because t- like Samuel Jackson compliments the coffee and Tarantino's like, a, he's like, dude, don't fucking talk about my coffee right now. Like, I'm concerned about other shit right now. Right. And then like after all that, the wolf shows up to help out and they have a whole conversation and he finally takes a sip of the coffee and he's like, oh, this, this coffee's pretty good. And he like gives him like a little a little grin and acknowledges the coffee. And it's like a split <laughs> second. And then they just move on to the next scene. And so I, that little moment I was thinking about. And so that is now my profile pic. So. It's a uh, esoteric uh, meat. Well, Tay Wolf, buddy. Tay <laughs> Wolf. Tay Wolf. Uh, you love it. <laughs> How long are you going to keep that going? You can't live like that because I know you need to have people see your face. You're a face guy. Am I a face guy? He's the biggest so. head on sports car market. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> they they had a crop part part of my head. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is yeah, at a, least you made it. So I don't have it's it's annoying and it's embarrassing to say, but I don't have a proper headshot. I have some old ones. That's I, embarrassing to well, say. I mean, that's kind of like it, it's a professional thing to have, right? You have to have a proper. I I've mean, been meaning I to talk Wham's to you about that. Nice I've been a little concerned yeah. and embarrassed for you, but yeah. Uh, yeah. we can fix that. I know photographers. So, so that headshot uh, for the people out there was professionally taken by my five-year-old daughter in my backyard. So uh, oh. <laughs> portrait mode. Um, in, into the forest. That's nice. Uh, that's what we got right there. So paid hey, a lot Lane, of money. How come for you don't one. record in the garage anymore? You're Mr. Uh, uh, room guy. I don't know because I had my stuff here, and then every time I think about recording, it's two minutes before we have to record, and I have to move my stuff down. Gotcha. And I don't remember gotcha. why I did it here at first. Oh, I think because the tables down there were like full of stuff, getting prepped for the rally or radwood or something. Got it. Got it. There's your there's your answer, dude. There you I go. I like it. I like yeah. it. I thought you were just giving up on the garage studio. Um, all right. Well, we have a lot of stuff to catch up on, and it is we're recording on a Wednesday of Monterey Car Week, right in the middle here. Actually, more towards the beginning of Car Week. But um, we've gone camping at a racetrack. We've done car show type things. We've uh, I don't know, eaten with people, but I figure we should start at the beginning, which is camping while awesome. What do you guys think? Let's do that. The beginning. Let's do it. So we've done this trip uh, two, three times before. I can't remember. Uh, We did it in 2016, 17, and 19. And 19. Okay. So we've done it quite a few times. Same deal. We we go to this uh, the pre reunion, which you see 17, the 18, 19. 
Thank you. Used to be the uh, pre-reunion, prehistoric races. I don't know what they call it, but it's the yeah, Rolex. It was the prehistorics, which uh, it sounded yeah. funny, so they changed it to the pre-reunion. Yeah. I like that. I like, I like, that, I like it better. Yeah, because yeah, anyways. Yeah, because it's the yeah, Rolex. So vintage racing. It's the motor. It's it, it, the official name of the event. The following week, which is this weekend, is the Rolex Motorsport reunion, right? And the and this is okay. sort of like, it used to be only practice, I guess, at some point, and now and now they or ever since we've been going, they do have racing, like proper racing. So, um, yeah, and it, I've I've mentioned this to a few people, but I found out this year that uh, some folks can only race on the first weekend, and they're not part of the field for the second weekend. So huh. there's not enough track time apparently for all the cars both weekends. So it is kind of a bigger deal because people are actually trying and this is their, you know, time on Laguna Seca to give it a go. So um so anyways, long story short, we've done this before. The track has undergone a change of man- uh, management or ownership or both. It's hard to explain if you've never been to Laguna Seca. Technically it's a county park. That also has a racetrack on it. The track is controlled by one party. The county controls camping, and there's some overlap, and it's not super clear. But um, it's not cheap, and we, a bunch of us got sites. DWA got a couple sites. Our buddy Racing Ali, Drew, Peter B., um, et cetera, et cetera. And so we all show up and get our sites, and the check-in process is a joke. They don't know what's going on. It's just complete chaos. I I pull up to Lane basically having like a a breakdown with this lady and she's like, I can't tell if she's mad or just talks loud or maybe both. Both. Yeah. (laughs) But my green eyed friend over here was getting pretty fired up. Yeah. And was I at the beginning? Yeah, dude. I was just like, Warren, you have to deal with this shit. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Dude. That's a happy happy lane. It's and you know, they're, I don't. I mean, I don't know how much we want to get into it. We I'm sure, as much as you guys want, but I think the at the root of it all, it's just it's it was such a simple thing to fix. They just were terrible at communicating it. It's like they just needed yeah. to tell us what needed to happen, and instead they're like, "Oh, you guys are doing this and accusatory and like all this other shit." It's like, dude, like what what? Just tell yeah. us what you want. What do you need done, and we'll make it happen, right? Like, but instead it be, it became this whole thing. They kept coming back and. Like tickets weren't getting scanned, and it's on—it's totally their. I mean, I think all—all all their fault, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous because it's like the rule—you know—you stay in a hotel and you're only supposed to check in two people or whatever. You know, the room has a maximum of four people. It's like if we had five people and they came to our room at fucking seven. At one point, they came to our campsite to scan tickets at seven fifty in the morning. Imagine them knocking on your door at seven fifty in the morning at a hotel and being like, uh, where how many people do you have in here? I'm doing a room check. Yeah. You know, after you paid to stay there. Because it's not like like you said, this wasn't cheap to stay at this campsite. So Yeah, and in years past it was very lax. Essentially, if you kept cars off the road, you can have as many cars as you want. We basically had like a cars and coffee going on with people camping and it was very very chill. Um, things have changed, and it was borderline harassment from the staff of Laguna Seca. So that was a bummer, but I don't think we should dwell on that too much because um, very good times were had. Um, many tube-shaped meats were consumed, um, and a lot of good racing was seen. Um, cool cars in the paddock. By the way, uh, the Friday that we arrived, it was Art's birthday, and he showed up a little late, but really got to get loose. Um <laughs> 
happen. Well, I thought when you were talking about tube shaped meat, that's what you were talking about with my my, my stories. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I did. I consumed your stories too. I didn't have as much choice there, but um, no, it was it was super fun, and uh, we had a really good crew: um, Sean Grimes and Brendan and uh, Boomer Lover. Uh, Tim came out with Pixie. Pixie was a big hit, killing it. Um, was it a 14 year old Chihuahua? I think it was a 14 year old Chihuahua and also 14 uh, centimeters long. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else because she, yeah. she, she was from East Salina. So I thought it was like some 14 gang oh, member. Oh, yeah. good call. Good call. <laughs> yeah, that is true. East Salina. So I, I do um, want to mention real quick that, uh, you know, Bimmer Lover, he likes rescue dogs. He saves, you know, he takes in these elderly Chihuahuas specifically or small dogs. Um, and, you know, obviously not most people want to adopt puppies and stuff like that right so it's there are the, the older dogs don't get taken in very often so that's cool of him to do that um but uh in this case i guess like he he heard the story and like that's what sold him on it because i guess there were other others there but it was it was found at a, at an auto parts uh you know o'reilly's uh, parking lot in in, in in Salinas and apparently it's one that he frequents regularly or something so he just felt that connection with this animal you know because it was I don't blame him <laughs> yeah they had a good connection um and then uh Liam Liam and his wife or, or lady came and we had uh T. Fretch pop by and all all patrons everyone. right uh, yep, all patrons, um, which was great. And then Racing Ali, our buddy Ali showed up a little late with his, the the <laughs> the grand entrance of of all entrances for a camping vehicle. So he's got a 19 a Land Rover mm-hmm. Doormobile. I can't remember what year it is, 61? I don't know. Something like that. Um and you've seen pictures on our Instagram and probably all over the internet, but uh, he had that and a Honda Cub um, stuck to the front of it, and then all the gear, all the things. Lane was very impressed with the toilet. He had solar arrays. Dude, I was in, I was impressed with everything. He had everything, freaking, right? He had, Hammocks. He had and, uh, lights strung about on his, you know, his whatever overhang thing. Canopy. Awning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had the full setup, and he made it. He said he did have a little Lucas Electric uh, Gremlin on the way, but that's to be expected. I think he f- actually factored that in when you do Google uh, Maps. When you have a car like that, there's a little button for if you have Lucas, and it yeah. says yes, and then it adds it adds forty five minutes to your journey, dude. So, but, yeah. uh, so I mean, I, I um. I had this sort of like, um, how do you call it? Like I was reminiscing of like being in third world countries where they have like these buses that have all the tchotchkes on them, right? Like it's like you go to Thailand or you go to like Mexico, some rural town and everyone accessorizes the shit out of their buses or their, their, their trucks. And I was thinking like, is that Ali like in, 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 in this country with, with, with means, <laughs> he's like, he loves to, I mean, which is a cool thing to see. He accessorizes and has all the tchotchkes, you know, he's got, as you said, he's got solar panels and awnings and like all, you know, all the racks and, and you know, all this shit, which is, it was, it was pretty funny to see. It was great. Yeah. So he, he brought the fire camping fire, literally, uh, blow torches and stuff. Um, Anyways, so yeah, Friday was rad, and then we went to the track all day Saturday. Um, what stood out at the track to you guys? What was like kind of a highlight stuff? It was it was as good as as usual. There's definitely some um, usual suspects, and then some new stuff. Um, how about where uh, stood out for you? So before the uh, before I go into the cars themselves, I do want to mention that I I really really love the fact 
that this is an event that gives you so much access, right? Like it's like, because it's so laid back and it's not super crowded, um, you know, people, you know, you, they, they hear, they know about the Rolex Motorsports reunion, they know about Pebble Beach, all that stuff. And like you, you expect crowds, you expect, you know, stanchions and cars being, you know, tucked away and you see them from afar. Whereas this thing is like, you're literally walking right up to it and the mechanics and people are polishing up or fixing things. And they offer you to not, not only to talk to you, but to sit in the car. Like I know someone who actually did and, um, and they're, 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 they're super chill. So that is such a fun thing about this event. And that's the most so enjoyable cool. thing with all cars, right? Cause as you're walking through, you don't, it, it feels, it has sort of like an old school vibe, right? You see those pictures of like races in the sixties and seventies and eighties where this is exactly what people did, even in when it was a proper race. Right. Um, so it has yeah. that, that feel, uh, it is kind of sort of grassrootsy in a way, even though some people have crazy rigs out there. Um, I was explaining this to somebody who's a, kind of a casual observer and, uh, they thought that all these cars were just built for racing now. Like someone got a 67 Mustang or whatever oh. and built it up to be, and I said, no, no, these are actual historic race cars. So all of these cars would be welcome at a concours or a car show static displayed and that would be cool enough to just see one in person right walking up to it without ropes and stuff would be really interesting to look in it but then you add the fact that these are actually firing up and then blasting off and racing and then coming back and and getting worked on it's it's a really cool thing and um takes like car show car show world and adds that element of motorsport which is so cool yeah i mean most of the cars there have histories at you know, history at Sebring or even Lamar or, you know, all the famous tracks around the yeah, United States and the world, world right? World championship so. winning Formula One cars. Yeah. 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 And Lamar cars, like the Audi uh, TDI thing. I think it was mm -hmm. TDI. What was the R8? Yeah. 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 Really cool. So uh, one, two cars that stood out to me was, uh, as far as one moving and running, was that uh, that tag uh williams f1 car i think it was f1 right i, I don't think it was another series yeah are you talking about the fw07 that's the williams that uh, alan jones won the world championship in is it the white with green livery yeah that car sounded awesome so yeah it sounded one right so yeah there was sounded 80, amazing yeah alan jones won the world championship in 80 but it won the constructors in 80 and 81 from what i recall and okay um, and there was two of those cars there i don't know the difference they were very similar but i'm sure there was a slight difference um and no big uh, intake over the driver or anything at that point. They just had basically like a bo an open box behind the driver with like air filters on top of it. Yeah. And the thing sounded insane. And then I got to talk to the the driver when he got right when he got out of the car. I was just like, I just want to let you know that your car sounded the best. He's like, Oh, thanks so much, you know. And because <laughs> I don't think he hears, you know, he's just kind of used to it, right? And maybe doesn't get that kind of feedback. But uh, that was cool. And then static wise. Um, that CLK GTR uh, Mercedes, the blue one. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Graphics was really cool to see in person. Um, we had just watched that Henry Catchpole video of him driving the street version and then to see the race version in person. And um, just they're so rare. I'm kind of bummed they weren't running it. So maybe that's a second weekend car, I guess. I'd love to see it. Yeah. 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 The one bummer was I didn't see any. Like, I didn't see any. Did you guys see any like 917s or nine? No, like any of the, there no. wasn't any of that stuff this year. Yeah, there, yeah, I don't know what the deal was. Like that's why I'm I'm thinking they just broke it up into two weekends now, or maybe yeah. because there was so much interest from COVID, like they basically had to accept twice the field, mm. and they split it up so they're saving the the big dogs for next weekend. But 
Yeah. I mean, regardless, we saw some crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Dude, so I um I was hanging out with Jeff Wise pretty much the whole time that the F1 guys were racing, and we were talking about the different cars, and I was disappointed to hear this, but it's I understand why. Like he was saying that there's like a gentleman's agreement in that category or in that class, so that the, for, for all cars to actually be um uh, rev limited at ten thousand RPM, so that affects obviously the sound, right? And so and and. Uh, but it has to do with longevity, right? They want to preserve the engines and apparently they want, it helps keep them um, running for the whole season versus requiring a rebuild after every race and, um, you know, for cost savings and all that, um, and keeping it even. But like, I was thinking like, damn, do you think these cars sound good now? Like, can you imagine what that thing sounds at 15, you know? I didn't Um, know that. Yeah. yeah, And, and so I was wondering, like, I'm like, dude, like, I wonder if they're going to bump it up to like, cause it's hell. I think the, uh, the, the newest formula one car, there's like 83 or 84, right? I can't remember the class starts in the sixties and it goes all the way to the mid eighties or early eighties. And like, dude, if they bump it up to like 90, like there's so, those are my favorite formula one cars yeah. from literally from 83 <laughs> to 1990. Right. And, uh, and that, what would stop them from doing that? Is it just the amount of cars that are actually running from that era are so limited? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering too, because they do run them in Europe. You see there are, there are basically similar events like this where you do see these cars out there. And I mean, maybe because they're not local, uh, they're not in the U S I don't know. They maybe have tried and there's just not enough interest or it could be just like, Mm. just like all the Radwood stuff that we're doing, right. It's like a generational thing. And like there's now there's enough interest to where maybe it's sort of slowly shifting forward to where those cars are becoming appealing and people want to see them run. Um, But yeah, dude, like, all of the turbo era stuff and then into that V10, V12 era at the end, like 89, 90, like those are the best, you know? So, uh, both aesthetically and sound wise and all that stuff. So, I mean, I would love I mean, to dude, see it. I would love to see it all. I mean, they are obviously willing to let newer cars in. They had the legends of Le Mans. Right. I think those went up to like 2008 or 16 or I don't even know, but, yeah. um, super late. I mean, there was a, yeah. Audi, not the R8 race car, but there was literally an Audi R8 racing and yeah, yeah exactly. oh, that's come right. out till until 2008 so yeah um, and there's some newer bmws running too i don't know yeah if that was there like was a sponsorship some deal, e90 but. bmws which is 2007 or 6 or whatever so yeah uh oh by the way that was crazy to see an e92 race car next to a new m3 in the pit the m3 looked like a freaking 7 series it oh like the size wise? like the size was yeah. ridiculous ridiculous dude the e92 looks so tiny um but yeah I, w- I would love to see that too art but i would love to see it up to you know i would bump it up a little more even you know I'll, i know i'll go up to nine ninety five would be sick i'm down like up to yeah, them, I'm down. you know like yeah i'm down and, with that uh, it's would, almost like if you can do uh, an i'd love to see a mansell car out there i'd love to see you know like his championship winning car i'd love to see the you know 91 or 91 91 mclaren or the uh jordan so sick right yeah <laughs> like all yeah. i mean the the seven up or yeah seven up jordan how sick for would sure that be, dude? Like, yeah yeah absolutely i i agree i was just thinking like if 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 they were only will, like if it's like a year thing like if they're only a chunk like okay we can only go up to uh i don't know we have yeah. a we can add an eight-year span or whatever it is right <laughs> like yeah i would be happy with that but i agree 100 percent. like um and yeah, 95 is a good cutoff, actually. <coughs> uh, 97 would also be really good. Um, yeah, it was 97 of Villeneuve, was that? Yeah, that was the Villeneuve yeah. um, Schumacher year. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think that um, 
um, the, out of all those cars, though, the one that I was really surprised to see is is the there's the Ranio Arrows race car, the Ranio Formula One car. It's the 1981 uh, F1 car campaign by the Arrows Arrows Racing Team. And I remember, like you know, over the years, I know we've talked about it before. Like you can, you I've watched basically all of the races that are available on YouTube uh, from like 1977 through like 19 or even 2000 even. Uh, and the 81 year was trippy because that. I remember that car in particular, Arrows Racing Team, obviously not a not not a huge team. Um uh, Ricardo Patrese got that car on pole, I think at Long Beach. And um and it's a really cool car, right? Like it's the orange one, by the way, the orange and white one. And that car sounded incredible. Uh and unfortunately he he didn't you know, he he had a mechanical issue and didn't even finish the race from what I recall, but um but that was a cool car to see. Like I remember like when I when I watched that season, like that was kind of a team I was rooting for, you know. <laughs> and uh I had no no idea that it was going to be there. So that was a fun one. Um in terms of cars that I was super into is that <clears throat> There was that Elf 934.5 lane. Do you remember that one with the flares? Yeah. So sick. Dude, that's like... My favorite... That's my favorite car there. Like Same here. If, I, if you told me to like drive home in a car, yep, I would pick that one. Dude, so that freaking was at, cool. was uh, at the Carmel uh, Concourse on the Avenue yesterday. They did another uh, basic tour down from the track and then parked them. And uh, just watching that thing go by was so rad. I don't know why I'm such a sucker for Elf livery. And I know it's just a fuel, you know, uh, gas station, but petroleum, but uh, I'm down. It just looks it's right. It's also like nothing fancy to the livery, right? It's, but it does look great. Yeah. There's no like, about it. there's no like stripe package that's like super special or anything. It's like, yeah, you know, it's not like martini where it's like signify, you know, it's like this iconic thing. But right. Exactly. Really cool. That Something do you remember? That. So there was that rally car that someone discovered had a bunch of heritage uh, that was at Lofka Colt, and I, I took a picture. I posted it on our yeah. feed. Like, I yeah, was telling yeah. Lane. So I told Lane, I'm like, this is a lot like this car. That car. Yeah. From so I I've determined that that is my favorite G body look. Like I like oh, the, yeah. the, the that nine thirty four point or nine thirty four point five. You're peaching the dude. My favorite. I mean, in the years past, it wasn't there this year. Um, but Jeff Hecox worked on it. Um. I think the last time we were there, there's a kind of a pale yellow 934 and a half. And that's always my favorite car at the track. Um, and and then, like, remember, Canepa had that orange 934 and a half. That was so killer. Like, yeah, that's my yep. that's just my fit. That's like, I mean, that's all time, dude. Top three 911s of all time. But definitely my favorite G body. For sure. Yeah. And I, I, I um. I was looking at it like for a while, like while I was racing and I'm, and then I, I saw it in the pits and I'm just like, dude, like this is just exactly what you said, Lane. I'm like, this is the one I would want to drive away. And like, and I, I want to, mm-hmm. I would want to own and race and drive, you know, like, and, yeah. and also like, I remember talking to Richard Chen cause we were like at the top. So for people who are listening, we're at, we're elevated above turn six, if you look at the racetrack. And so we see the cars go, they come in hot. Um, tap the brakes, turn in, and then full throttle up the hill before the corkscrew. And uh, so you get to hear them really get on it. And um, you can hear the turbo lag. It's And, and I, I was telling oh, Rich Shen, wow. I'm like, I know turbo lag can be frustrating and NA engines are fun, but I really enjoy this particular thing. I, I love how you can hear them start to get on it. The turbo spools up and then they just rock it up the hill after they hit the apex. And so like, it's just like, the, it's all about timing, right? They're like, they're figuring out where they actually need to get on the throttle because the, tur- the turbo lag was so gnarly back then. Uh, but like the turbo spool was so loud on that car specifically on the 934.5 elf car. 
um, that was super enjoyable to, to, to watch and hear, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's rad. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing about that car too, it's the most relatable as a street car. It like, it just, cause it, it basically looks like a street car that they did a really cool treatment on. Yeah. It even has the bumper strip on the bumper still. Right. It's like, it's very street car looking. Um, and that makes it even more appealing probably. Like, you know, if I'm like, yeah, yeah, what makes it yeah. appealing. Yeah. It's like you could see by getting a G body and making it look like that. Yeah. And being a totally streetable car, basically. Yeah. Dude, there was, um, I remember, was it Lyft? Which one was the one at um, Modernica? Was that Lyft 3 lane? Yeah, Lyft 3. So Lyft 3, I think we were together and um, Kanepa was showing Seinfeld, the black one, remember? Like, oh, and, yeah, and like, yeah. And that was that was like a, supposedly a super rare one too. And that was a It's like a zero miles car that never raced or something. Yeah, it was all black. Um, mm-hmm. And that was like, yeah, I remember like falling in love with that thing. And the center lock wheels, I mean, ah, those are so good. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Um, and then the Trans Am cars, we have to mention how hard those guys go, and they are sliding around turns. And yeah, I feel like they they race the hardest, probably because it's cheapest to rebuild. <laughs> you know, yeah, and they have a lot of wrong. power and the least grip, probably too. It's I mean, yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, it, there's yeah. no aero involved. There's like, it's very you know old school <laughs> racing, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure, and they're very, very good. You got to so, give it up to that Mustang dude. Num- he got God, second place. Oh, the white one. And, uh, yeah, white he was. Mustang. He was making that race, dude. He was just sideways through through turn six every time. How fun did that look? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got to figure it I out. I love the AMX. That was my favorite car in that class. That was a good one too. Definitely yeah. a cool car. Yeah. It was. Just yeah, fun. I just want to thank all the patrons and friends who came out to Camping Wall Awesome, and mm-hmm. hopefully this. Uh, the track hospitality uh, will be a distant memory soon, and um, even if we skipped a year, I would I still want to do it again. It's just um, that was no bueno. So yeah, other than that, yeah, it was very good times. I think it warrants a conversation with them. I almost want to figure out like just like you know, a, a, yeah, a convers- Just I, I was writing a letter in my mind it, like yeah, the same whole time, here. but yeah, same here. It was so ridiculous. Me too. I mean, you're trying to come up with that's why. I, you're trying to come up with like analogies of what happened. It was like, and it was like, I mean, we are, we already talked about it, whatever, but it was just really frustrating because, you know, all the problems were so, it was so superficial and lame too. They would come up and be like, what's this car? And the person was like visiting us or not even visiting us, just like parking there. We're like, yeah, you could park here and watch the, ra-. you know, like people were watching the racing from there. It's like yeah. great watching place. And they're like, you know, people pay to get in there. They pay for parking, and they're like, "Well, you have to park in general admission." They're like, "Well, I'm just hanging out here for an hour, kind of thing." You know? Yeah, I know. So it's it was ridiculous. Just, it was just stupid. Yeah, just lame. Not lame-ness. chill. Not, no, no yeah. chill. Which is the, the po- and I think we have a hard time with it too, because it's a polar opposite of what we've come to expect from that event, basically. Yeah, and I had a feeling it was gonna. There was going to be a change there, but I didn't know yeah. it was going to be quite quite uh, so dramatic. So anyways, yeah. uh, try not to let that sully our experience, um, which was rad. And just seeing the cars all, you know, Jeff Wise's Lotus 7, the van again. You got Ali's whole setup. You got the new Defender that Ben Rogan brought. You got yeah. Peter B's car and um, the Wafty boys over in the corner and just kind of a little bit of everything. And that's, that's part of the allure, obviously, is 
this the vibe yeah r- real quick um if d- did you want to squeeze in a little bit of a review on that defender lane or how are you feeling on that do you have time <laughs> i don't know i mean there's not i don't really have much uh i mean i drove it all of you know a mile basically i mean what do you do you have anything you want to talk about we drove basically our friend ben rogat uh he took a Brand new Defender long wheelbase, 110. four door, 110. But are they called 110s? Yeah, they are. Even though it's not 110. Okay. Um, so he, uh, he took the, the, he had a brand new Defender 110. It was a, um, it was not a production car. Yeah, so pre pro, pre pro, bro. We have to kind of like, <laughs> we have to remember that. Um, but, uh, you know, he gave, you, we were able to, I think Art took a spin in it. I took a spin in it. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was um had the it was it drove nice i thought it like the suspension worked nice the interior was pretty good uh it definitely had the that new modern electronic shifter which we all hate so much and you're so like well, how do you use it you have to like be be taught how to use it and stuff and it's just kind of obnoxious uh especially in something like that i feel where you want more of like this analogness and yeah it, you know dude it, analogness yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah. um but yeah, it was, uh, I did feel it lacked a little personality and that's like, you know, I think when those came out, I was super, I'm super, I'm still optimistic for the short, short car. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're calling it the 90 still or whatever it's or 88 or whatever it's called, but, um, the short one with a bench seat in the front seems like it might add a little personality back, but it definitely, when you're driving it, it's just like being in any SUV. So and I want a little, um, I guess I want a little more like quirkiness or uh, I want some exposed metal somewhere or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I could, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see. I mean, I think it, they try to make up for, uh, you know, they, they try to inject that through some of the aesthetic elements, right? Like the exposed rivets in the interior and like they do yeah. have paint visible in the interior, like which shows you that there is you know, metal instead of just all covered in, in leather or fabric. Um, I wasn't too into the vinyl interior that this car had, but he said that this might not even be offered anymore. I can't remember what it was. Like, I think I would want to go either all leather or all cloth with something like this. Like, um, not this, like the, the, it, it was, it was sort of like an MB text kind of vibe, but not quite at that level. I felt, you know, it felt kind of yeah. weak, kind of cheap. Um, but I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it drove really well. I actually did take it off-road a little bit. Like, I know there's this one section of a parking lot in the back that has, like, really gnarly divots and, and like, you know, ruts and all that kind of stuff. And I just, like, kind of plowed through them at awkward angles just to see how it would handle it. And, um, you know, the air suspension is so good. It's, like, it basically just, like, deletes all that stuff, you know, and it's just yeah. it's very, very comfortable. Um, and uh, also, of course, you know, we, we didn't take it off of, uh, on some extreme off-road thing, but the consensus out there is that it is extremely capable as all Land Rovers and Range Rovers are, right? Um, as expected. Um, it definitely feels like cheap mode, right? Like if you want to get to a destination without drama, like, and be comfortable, like this is definitely going to do it, right? Um, and uh, I actually did take it on a twisty road back there on uh, just to see, like, just to, uh, just to see how it, you know how it handles right like i mean in in, in certain situations you want to you know maybe throw it around a little bit and just see how it, how it drives and it it's it's definitely wallowy but it's it has this thing where you know it's it settles and it has traction it grips up real nice right and then you can kind of just it has if you flow 
if, if you drive it a certain way, it's fine, you know, but it, it is responsive enough to where you can avoid it, you know, the, the moose test and shit like that, you know, you're going to avoid things in your way and all that. Um, yeah. but the, 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 the other thing that did add a little bit of character is that the snorkel was right there when, with the window down, the snorkel is like, you know, at the top of the A pillar. And when you gun it, you hear a ton of suction, which is kind of fun. Uh, so that's kind of addicting to, to keep at, at that, <laughs> you know, just to keep on it. Uh, and I believe this was an inline six car. Uh, the V8 does not have a snorkel, he was saying. So, I mean, I yeah, was. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah. it's an inline six. Is it an inline six or a V6? Yeah, he said it was an inline six. Okay, um, and that's yeah. supercharged and turbocharged, I believe. Yeah, it has plenty of get up and go. I, I you know, yeah. I don't think it's lacking power. Not that you need a ton in that. Um, but I was kind yeah. of bummed out to hear that the V8 does not have like an, the uh, snorkel because that would add a lot of personality right there to have like that grunt, and then you have that suction and induction sound right there. Um, yeah. but yeah, apparently they're selling for way over. Um, you know, they're yeah, so who knows you know, what that's going to look like down the line production-wise or if they're going to keep it conservative uh, to, for the sake of capitalizing on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get a... Um, it'd be nice to get a press car to, like, a real car. Yeah, To yeah. kind of go over because I, I want to reserve um, a lot of uh, judgment. Yeah, that, yeah, because there were definitely a lot of weird fit and finish issues and, you know, like yes. all that as you described. Um, but I think, um, yeah, in the next month or so, we should get one. Like, we're on the list for one. And that way we can do a full review and and Warren can drive it too. And uh, we should try to get that out maybe to Hollister or try to find some cool trails around. I'm sure Warren yeah, knows some up in the mountains too. So um, to kind of play around there because it's it's definitely super rad. I, I think it does have a cool presence. I mean, it looks totally different. Like it's not just a, uh, like most SUVs look the same now, right? Um, yeah. For, for, for the most part. So, no, I thought, it, I, I, I do think they look really cool. That's, yeah. And I, I, I think a short short wheelbase is my my jam, but uh, yeah, same here. Um, and I think the bench seat's such a cool thing. So um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, we can get one of those sometime. That'd be rad. I want to try like a base model four cylinder with the steel wheels. Yeah, I wonder what what engine options we're getting. Like, do you know, I, I don't know if we're getting the four cylinder. Yeah, we get it. Oh, we will. Or we do. Yeah. yeah. We oh yeah we already do. Yep. But yeah, it'd be cool. Um, yeah. So then, what else did we do? We Warren and I went to Concourse on the Avenue yesterday. I guess that's the next thing, right, for Car Week? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is it. Um, yeah. So Tuesday of Car Week, Carmel Concourse. Is it of the Avenue, on the Avenue, with Concours the Concourse on the Avenue? On the Avenue. Um, yeah. So basically, they closed down downtown Carmel by the Sea and throw a bunch of cars in there and it is a free show so it is uh quite popular many people are out and about quite the um people watching uh venue as well <laughs> yeah although i mean it's it's about a four out of ten uh for people watching and pebble beach would be like an eight out of ten but uh oh yeah it's it's pretty wild um yeah people wearing wooden shoes and have uh, like macaws and uh, Louis Vuitton. I don't even know little man purses and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> quite a quite a scene. Anyways, um, we've gone to this event quite a few years in a row, and it is a really cool one because it is so casual, and there's a lot to see and do. And then you're right downtown, so there's restaurants and all that. So, and it's um, free. 
and it's free. A little bit weird that how they break the cars up. Um, sometimes you can tell the classes and sometimes you're like not quite sure they have like a modified class, but um, I don't know. They're, it changes every year too. So it's hard to like get a real yeah and I, picture. I will say it, it's like super fun. A lot of the cars are, they're, they're all pretty cool cars. Um, <laughs> I would say most of them aren't like concourse level. Like, you know, um, it's like concourse light basically. So like yeah, even even like the cars not in the modified class have like all these mod uh, you know a lot of them will have modifications and right. they won't and be- then they had they had like four modern Ferraris which had no I didn't understand what they were showing them for they were relatively yeah. new uh, I mean go to was- Concor- Car- Concorso Italiano they have like two year old cars everywhere yeah PC- that's true or a PCA Concor it's like all and I guess brand it's like new cars. you know you have you have the old Ferraris and a couple new ones and you're kind of just appealing to everyone so yeah. a lot of and- Porsches um uh quite a few muscle car like Cobra types um pretty strong showing of the modified or non-original cars and then <laughs> modified uh, cars. I'm yeah. actually reading the and comments. And then they did uh they did have the um vintage racers come down from Laguna like we talked about that um some of the like GT40s and uh 356s and stuff so that was cool. Um and just a really good yeah kind of overall vibe. Um we were a little worried it was going to be sort of a hassle getting in because they were checking for vaccinations and all that but it was no problem at all. Yeah, it was super. Got, it, they actually did a really great job of streamlining awesome job. that whole thing and opening a lot of avenues to uh, walk into the event. So it wasn't just one entry. Basically, yeah. every street opening, they had someone checking vaccination cards so they can give you a wristband, and then that allowed you not to wear a mask. And if you didn't have a vaccination card, you were basically told you had to wear a mask. And yeah, it worked had, great. They had, I guess they had some police walking around or something i didn't see much but we did a we did a couple laps and then we lane and i did a a lap around the outside of the show and that was really killer um yeah it's always kind of more fruitful than the show you know in a lot of cases because we've seen a lot of these cars that are in the show too they tend to go back year after year and the stuff outside the show is always kind of more of a wild card i feel like you also are more appreciative of seeing you know, a Ferrari Daytona, let's say street parked than you are at a concourse. It's true. It's more of a, it's a bigger, um, flex as they say. So, uh, and you're walking around the corner, you don't know what you're going to see. And then there's, you know, always something cool. So that was, that was really awesome. Um, and then, uh, we went back through the show and ran into, uh, our buddy Navid and Jeff Wise and, um, some other folks, and we decided to head over to Baja Cantina for lunch. Oh, uh, shout out to Racing Ali again. This is like sponsored by Racing Ali, but he brought his escort, and um, that was fun seeing him uh, showing that car. And then Phil um, Croc GT4 was working at the uh, the event and was ran- running around with the golf cart, and good to see him as well. So uh, yeah, thanks for the hospitality to all. Um, it was fun. Saw some other folks too, the Otadis and uh, Paul Otto Kennel, and ran into some some peeps. So so we're good times. So you're not gonna touch on the super super car. 
<laughs> well, there's some questions about it, and uh, let's wait till the Instagram questions because people do ask us about it. Oh, so. Okay, great. Art, okay. Art, you would love the show here. So, my biggest complaint about um, Concourse on the Avenue, the event itself, they had music playing throughout the event. The music was easily heard, uh, basically uh, everywhere, which is great. I mean, paid a like, lot of money speakers for speakers like, everywhere, pro, right? Like pro, like projected speakers yeah. at every intersection. Yeah, nice. like it worked the, really well. You could hear the music everywhere throughout the show, even on the side streets and everything. And it was nice. Um, their playlist had, I think, five songs. Oh God! I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ten. No, and it I, played. Uh, I'll and split it, it with seven, from, dude. And I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> dude. It played for hours. Wow. Yes. The same songs over and over and over. Every single person we talked to was like, what the fuck is up with the music? Horrible. That's it awful, was dude. Gnarly, dude. It was an opera, an opera remake of a Queen song, uh, the Indiana Jones theme song. Um, and it just went downhill from there. That's all you yeah. can really say. But yeah, um, they paid like, I don't even know what that music setup probably cost them. And to then roll out, you know, someone's like iPhone playlist with 10 songs. On repeat, seven. So, seven. Right wing. <laughs> they'll uh, they'll get to that. They'll figure it out. Um. So, anyways, we went to Baja Cantina for lunch, which was great, and then saw some cool cars around that area. And then we were uh, up at our buddy Gen's house. He had a little party at his rental in Carmel, which was super nice of him to host. Um. And his wife, Kath- Catherine. Yep. And how was how was crew. the vibe at Cantina? Was it a lot of people? Was it? No, it was mellow. Oh, really? There were some Super cool cars. Mellow. Yeah, I think everyone was in Carmel. So we Tons kind of, of uh, empty tables and but some cool we, cars rolling up, you know, like some cool parking lot stuff. Like we when we were leaving, we saw this lady and she was probably in her fifties or something. So, you know, like a small lady driving a point seven G uh a nine nine seven GT three, nice. which is rad. You know, just solo. Um, and a guy came to lunch by himself in a like a fifty uh, yeah. like a sixty two fifty GT Ferrari. Sweet. Uh, younger guy, and then uh, some some dudes rolled up as we were leaving in a three fifty six uh, cab or was speedster. a speedster, right? Yeah. yeah and then there was a cool, really nice five ten in the parking lot. Sweet. Um, just, oh yeah. I don't know. I, the, it's always there's awesome. always rad stuff. Yeah. That's what everywhere. that place is about, right? Like, I mean, I think it was Paul Otto kind of was like saying, like, yeah, dude, like that. I hate going there for the food because you know people like I guess they they're super into it, but like it's like especially when there's so much good Mexican food in the area, and I'm like, dude, it's like. It's fine. It's like it's edible. It's all about the ambiance totally. and, and what you make of it with your friends, right? When you go there, it's like it's all about the that experience. And as you're describing all the stuff that pulls in and out of that place is like always fun. Um, it was killer. It yeah. was it was just yeah. Jeff Wise, Navid, Lane, and I, and uh, Navid was in the 2.7 RS, and Jeff was in his uh, orange 2002 uh, Roundy. Um, so I mean, we you know had a, a fun lunch, and then that place is just kind of part of the week is going to Baja for sure. Cantina. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, then, so we went to Gen's house again. Catherine's the house they rented. Super awesome of them to invite us there and uh, hang out. They had the doors open. They ordered pizzas and they ordered all this food. And um, you know, we brought some beers and they had a bunch of drinks and and uh, it was a uh, basically a, just a fun time hanging out with like Stephen Cottrell, sports car, uh, Stephen sports car on the gram, <laughs> and uh, you know. Uh, who else was there? Um, 
Vincent Charo. Uh, hung out with him. Peter B. Nine nine three. Just a yeah, just a good time. Basically hanging out, talking cars and other stuff. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. It was more of like a chill sesh, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't bring my swim trunks, though, because there was a hot tub with quite a view. I should have uh, always come prepared, always yep. be tubbing. Um, you guys ready to get in some questions? Yeah, dude. We got a couple. And then Lane's got to bail, so we actually don't have much time. Yeah. Um, I, I can just bail early, so. Oh, that's true. Yep. Um, And, of course, I can't organize questions again, so that's cool. Uh, J Palau 13 sub julian he says what elements make a good cars and coffee variety yep <laughs> that's kind of the key right yeah it's yeah. definitely we, the yeah thing. it's like it doesn't yeah modern's fine you know chargers are fine it's location just variety is key right it's like location doesn't really a, matter yeah well that's another element right We're just, what it's an element but i mean yeah. that's number one is is the variety of cars yeah. right mm-hmm. and and the vibe of people the people that come ha- cannot be uh, douchey, braggy, know-it-alls. Yeah, uh, you don't either. want revving engines and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, bouncing off rev limiters, and you don't want. I mean, it. It's like you guys say. You pointed out a charger is fine, but like, but you, the typical like bad bad cars and coffee. I think is like, and when people describe a bad cars and coffee, it's like there was a row of chargers. Yeah, or there was two rows of chargers. Or, yeah, exactly. The whole uh, VQ Drift Club shows up, and there's yeah. 12 of those types of cars. And yep. you, Remember variety. when uh, Canepa Cars and Coffee was always a great Cars and Coffee, but remember when they would reserve that back lot for yes. car clubs? And it was like Club, Corvette Club would show up. And it would always be like, well, we're not going back in that area, are we? <laughs> like, every, <laughs> everyone had that same mentality. Well, that's off. That's off. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going back there. And then you need a coffee uh, option ideally uh, you can bring coffee but that's a pain so yeah having a coffee shop is key and then uh the the scene um berkeley cars and coffee does a good job of that they have a mm-hmm. a good parking lot that they've been using and it seems to be working out it's around the corner from a coffee shop we're lucky enough to have a solid lot with a good coffee shop next door and you know we do there's one in Car- capitola here that does it at a starbucks but the lot is kind of terrible and it's constantly people that aren't part of the show or, you know, cars and coffee coming and going and it's very disjointed. That's the key. When you said, I mean, location doesn't matter much that it does in that way. Right. Like if it's just a strip mall parking lot, it's, it it doesn't add to the vibe, right? Like if you have your own space, that's ideal, right? If you can pull that off because you don't have that, that traffic and additional BS going on. Um, is Jay Palau starting something in Boise? Is that what he's doing? I maybe we'll have to invite us out. We'll, we'll come someday. Sure. Uh, Vandal Industries says, has Lane fully recovered from the hate-induced coma the super, super car caused him? And then Yeti Overland said, I think Lane has type 2 hate-a-beaties. Hate-a-beaties? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think a lot of people think I made that post or something. I don't know. You, no, he, Lane was, Warren made the post, but he said that you I were know. mad. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was Lane pretty fun was because mad. we were with, you know, we were with Jeff and Naveed um and just walked around that car for 10 minutes um truly in awe so so the thing with that is i i just saw something right now and that kind of it totally changed my perspective on it because someone commented that it won the goofy award or a goofiest award which it didn't know there was a class for so like that changes everything right it's kind of like 
it's supposed to be this crazy over the top hot wheels kind of madness thing um like and yeah sure the 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 details are kind of lacking and on the on the you know the fit and finish and all that but um, kind of but yeah, if it's, it, not it, just, yeah. yeah i didn't see it you guys design saw it. fit and finish yeah. but I it's mean, like if it if it's supposed long. to be that then that's i guess that's fine right like I yeah mean, but i don't think they designed it with the goofiest award in 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 mind it was yeah, just so given that do. it's given it, yeah. an, it basically it was given the ugly car award which is all warren said he just said it's like it was very i mean it's a strange and ugly car i i also yeah. feel like it's a lot like the pt cruiser for me where i hate almost everything about it but i'm glad it exists if that makes sense yeah i'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's there to see and and cause a reaction because otherwise if you're just looking at perfect cars all day there's none of this so we, we can't even have a conversation right it's just yeah there's a perfect example but um i just feel like props to him for making this thing move and run with two lt4s side by side and all that but we never like, saw it run by the way oh wait, i'm sorry say that again we never saw it run no i know i was gonna say like assuming it runs but then yeah. you need to give the uh like the freshman class at some design school uh <laughs> a project here to design this thing for you because um mm-hmm. clearly that is not the strong point so yeah. um and really i should have been more um you know inquisitive with our our followers about what they think now somehow this thing uh went a little wild dude, on Instagram. Dude, if we don't have opinions, know. what do we have, guys? Exactly, Come dude. on, dude. It's like, like, uh, look at it. I, <laughs> look yeah, at it. I mean, it, it. Come on, dude. It's so. It, I, I mean, dude. The, you got to. You give the guy a pro. If it runs, like, who knows? If it, you know, claimed. I don't know if it has thirteen hundred horsepower. Let's see how that gets to the ground and stuff, or if it even can turn. But and that's all cool. Like obviously, it's an engineering feat. But dude. We're seeing what we see. The car was like poorly designed, poorly executed in its design and in its fit and finish and, and all that stuff. And that's what we're looking at. And it's like, it's a fucking goofy looking ugly car, dude. That's just like the facts, you know? And I guess it's and, a, uh, it's a concord. If that's not your well, opinion, right? that's, that's cool, dude. Yeah. And it was at a, and it yeah. was at a concord. Yeah. But I mean, it was just, I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. It's like the, it's so wide, dude. It's twice as wide as like a Honda Civic. Um, it's insane. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll also for- say that we've been to SEMA many times where they have a Hot Wheels display of goofy, weird cars. Yeah. And the quality of the builds are, were so much higher than this. So yeah. just the execution was lacking. That last uh, 90% was just not <laughs> that quite last there. Yeah. Art, Art, I got to send you, I'm going to send you a, a picture of the logo on the Sweet. car the badge it is badge. straight up from a hot wheel nice i mean it is so bad it's like a 3d graphic it's like a graphic that was done in a paint in 1998 or something <laughs> Microsoft paint. It, it is just it, it is just i mean every little thing like that is so horrible but obviously dude it took a lot of time and whatever um but i that doesn't mean we have to give the guy props for how the car looks and how it, it was executed you know it was just uh i mean it was pretty and dude by the way i did make a little joke because it says super supercar on the side 
And I was like, oh, you mean ugly, ugly car. And I got a couple laughs around me, people I didn't know. So we, we bonded. Um, I mean, everyone was looking. It was a polarizing, dude. Everyone was looking at it, but I don't think anyone was looking at it saying it was beautiful. I think if, like, if Andrew was there or Amelia were there, our five-year-olds, they would have been amped, right? Like that. that oh, for sure. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah. Um, Everyone kept saying, like, looking at me, too, people I didn't know, like, Jesus Christ, and like, <laughs> yeah. how, heavy is the, how heavy is this thing? Yeah. You know, like, an LT4 is a heavy motor, and you have two of them side by side. Um, it's just a... Yeah, it was a, a wacky car. I mean, it's just... Wacky is Again, I'm glad it, it exists, but yeah. it was very poorly executed. And I love people who are like, mad props to this guy pulling it off it's like <laughs> pulling one off. off yeah did we see it like run like an optima challenge and like kill or something like does it oh there's no way know. that thing can go faster dude that's the thing will it even terrifying. really run i mean it's crazy dude two lt4s two transmissions go into like a transfer case like what the i don't even know dude it's kind of it, it yeah. reminds me of those um like those hot rods that have like four engines with like four blowers and like yeah. that kind of vibe, right? It's like it's like a modern rendition of that, I guess. Like which is like a I hot just, wheels, those hot wheels just things at SEMA, right? They yeah, have it was a, based on a C five Corvette, but I wish it just had all the body panels taken off of it because it yeah. would have been way more interesting and for sure. And uh basically like stomach I could have stomached it easier, but man, everything was horrible about it. So um for those that appreciate <laughs> it, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, this is us like yeah. we're digging a deeper hole, essentially. I know I don't because dig a deeper hole. But, but as you said, it's like yeah. It, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's your opinion. You saw what was there, and like you know, it's for yeah. someone to be standing at home or sitting at home and on their phone, like, hey, why critique yeah. and blah blah. But it's like, dude, like. And by the way, yeah. I hate your PT Cruiser. Someone designed that PT Cruiser too. So like, <laughs> and, like people, this is like 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 people are talking like they've never said they don't like something or something's ugly. That's Lane, why would you ever say the Pontiac dude. Aztec is awful? That's you're a terrible. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Someone designed that car, dude. They they had to. So you're fucking taking they they're put they put their kill, children through school and now you're going to get them fired because you said. They, like, <laughs> yeah, I think on. the difference is that you're you're bashing a multi-billion dollar corporation for making that decision versus Rather than this some guy psychopath. His... <laughs> 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 All right, moving on, moving on. Um, let's see. Uh, yep. Oh, my femur hurt says, is Lane the king of Irish goodbyes? Yes. <laughs> what is he talking about? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like I think because on Sunday at the, maybe a sun, Sunday at the racetrack, I left at 6 30 AM and you know, before anyone was up. Can I be yeah, the prince, Lane, move. if you're the king then? But I, I know, right? <laughs> I said bye to Liam Cahill. He was up. And I said bye to Dante. He was up. I know. So. You're not going to go knock around and go and wake everyone up at 5 a.m. Right? Like, yeah. hey, guys, I'm heading out. <laughs> also, what am, did you, but I am what did you also, have to get back for? Uh, nothing. I went to breakfast with my family. Yeah. So yeah, I hung yeah, out yeah. with my kids and my wife. Uh, sorry, Warren. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> But I am the guy. I am an Irish goodbye guy because, like, even at night around the campfire, I'll like get up, go to the bathroom, then I'll just walk to my tent. I'm not the yep. guy who's like, "Good night, everyone," like giving handshakes and stuff. There you go. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Tesis three fifty says, "What's up, Brad?" He says, uh, "Missing car week this year because of my lane approved head calendar, <laughs> but attending a favorite, the Mount Washington Hill Climb." Or he just says Mount Washington climb to the clouds this weekend in New Hampshire. 
What's your favorite non-car week motorsport event? Non-car week motorsport event. Like to attend or um, general? Is it or? ones that I've been to or like yeah. one that I'd like to attend? I would love to go to Goodwood. But I've never been. Yeah, so I that think would, it has yeah. to be yeah. something I've been to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right? Formula One races are fun to go to. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think uh, of like a non-car week thing that you look forward to, I guess. Um, SEMA is kind of like a love-hate thing. Not really motorsport. Oh, yeah, it's not motorsport. I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I I always I've had fun at every Formula One race I got I've been to. I like that. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see. Yeah, I mean, um, Velocity Invitational, which was formerly Sonoma Speed Festival, is like uh, that was a, really good too. That was really fun, and that's like a different take on this whole Car Week concept. But you know, s- some overlap on the cars, uh, different different cars. That's like one thing that we do know they're they're trend- they're seeking out and. They also are bringing like modern Formula One cars uh, to do uh, exhibition laps and some big names. And apparently Zach Brown's going to be driving something, uh, some McLaren or possibly plural McLarens and Mika Hakkinen's supposed to be there. So um, that should be pretty fun. And definitely, as you said, nice. we had a really good time the first one. Uh, so we'll we'll be there again with a presence on the Radwood side of things. Yeah. Uh, cool. I got to go, guys. Later. Alrighty. Okay. Later, dude. Later, Lane. Um. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got um, <laughs> Stephen Quayle is asking what events we'll be doing on Saturday at Monterey Car Week. And I am, in fact, not going to be down at the Peninsula on Saturday. Art, do you have any other plans for getting in any automotive uh, culture down there? Uh, well, Saturday is, isn't that Rensport? I think it's... Italiano and Rensport, yeah. I believe you're right. So that was the plan, hitting up the track for a little bit and then going to the Gunther Works party afterwards. That's all I have on the docket. Nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't have any big plans for Saturday. Friday is the coil and stuff, and then Sunday is obviously Pebble Beach. Thursday, tomorrow, I was supposed to go down with GTO Tom and his dad and kind of cruise around. They usually do the tour, uh, Tour de Elegance, which is... Pebble Beach show cars do a lap down to Big Sur and back. What and are they taking? What's that? What are they taking? To drive down there? Yeah. No, probably his S-Class. I don't think they're taking anything fun. But he, I think this year the tour is not stopping in Carmel. They usually would, all those cars would park same area as the Carmel Concours. But because of COVID, I think the town is just trying to like lessen the impact. But um, so... I don't know what the deal is with that, um, but yeah. So I don't know. Saturday sounds like there's some stuff going on. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, there. I just realized. Yeah, it's on Saturday. They're also doing the. Yeah, it was because I, I know I'm going to Laguna, but it's not Rensport. Apparently, it's just Rolex reunion. So it's it'll be a lot of the cars that we saw in the reunion plus others. Um, yeah, when you said Rensport, I was like, wait, there's a Rensport angle there. Uh, yeah. There, so that'll be yeah. There's there's a full full like I mean you can if you go to the website. Um, they have so many different cars that we didn't see on pre-reunion. There's like the pre-1920 exhibition race. There's like yeah. all sorts of cool shit. And then there's, yeah, there's going to be indie cars there too. And um, some of that endurance Lamar car stuff that we talked about in addition to everything. And else. the paddock will be way, way busier. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, let's see. Yeti Overland says, so we're due for our second kid Christmas day. What are some good car related boys names I can con off on our second kid? Um, rally, rally overland. 
Is that? I assume that's his last name. Well, what didn't you have some like motorsport related names for your kids? I mean, I'm sorry for your cats. <laughs> for your kids. For cats. Well, Rally was one of them. Um, and then we ended on Bandit, which is you know smoking the Bandit. But uh, I don't know. What about any race car drivers? Like obviously that's a pretty common go to for yeah. pets. But I don't know about kids. Yeah. You know. For sure. Yeah. Choose your favorite driver, right? Oh, I know. Um, um, Valtteri oh, Overland. Valtteri. What about uh, what about um, uh, Mazda Spin? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, dude. I, I've I've actually known of a few Ayrtons. I've known of a few Emersons. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe like um, HVAC Overland. That's a good one. Uh, what you about automotive technologies? You can. What about Relay? There? Re- relay relay yeah. relay a lot of relays <laughs> uh fuse uh on a serious note um you could do like um what about coupe ah coupe Coop. what about coupe coupe cervantes yeah dude that's pretty sweet that's a pretty fancy name yeah fastback yeah targa slant nose that's <laughs> my little my little baby slant nose <laughs> Oh man, they uh, better have a big nose. I think yeah, the go-to is 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 a race car, right? I actually did. If I had a boy, I would probably I would I consider it Alan. I'm a big Alan Prost fan. Get out of here, yeah. dude! No, yeah, it's a good name, and it's, it's and not it, that good. It's, it's good. hard to pronounce. Well, but Everyone's it's also that's, I was gonna it. say it's it's it um it is, um it is a name that is uh what is it what is it, what is it, what is it, it can be said in many different languages relatively easily. So like, uh, I think like. I don't know why why you think it's difficult to say. You can say Alan if you well, want, but yeah, I know, but it's spelled L A L A I N, right? Yeah, and most people wouldn't know how to pronounce that. They'd be like, uh, uh, "Is Elaine Cervantes here today?" Elaine is Elaine here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you could you could choose a uh, Dick Trickle. You could do Dick Trickle. You have to do both though. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Trickle Cervantes. <laughs> oh my God! Um, all right, I think we got one more here. Uh, Pete Cavalli says. Uh, who is getting your vote for Laguna Seca Campsite Enforcement Employee of the Month? <laughs> oh, right. uh, no comment on that. Um, okay, last question. This is kind of a tough one to answer, but I think it's it's a good question, so I want to try it. Chaycor says, "Do you think platform sharing has ruined brand identity?" So he's talking like cute, like the Audi Porsche relationship, or Supra BMW. Is that? Yeah, you're talking about? yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that definitely has. I think once you're talking about making competing sports cars using the same engine, that's a weird, I don't know. I think it's I mean, really well, weird. But I think it depends on the execution, right? Like, because I mean, the issue with the Supra was that it was entirely a BMW versus like, and it just had a slapped on body. Whereas like, I mean, this is going to sound ridiculous that it, based on that statement, but BRZ Toyota 86, like it's one's pretty Subaru, right? Like it's got like some Subaru, like that, that differentiating features and details. And so I don't feel like that is messing with the Subaru brand identity. Like it's almost like they're owning it a bit. It's like, all right, we're going to make it Subaru by changing these things. And Toyota is going to have this, L, this angle to it. Um, but whereas like the Supra is like this flagship car that was supposed to be its own thing even if it shared underpinnings in the chassis or something, and maybe even the engine, like just like not the entire interior and all of these other things, right. Which really kind of screwed it up. So I think it's 
it it depends on the car itself like how important it is to the brand right don't share yeah. your halo car <laughs> or almost entirely um and uh and then also like yeah what it what how you make it or how the brand makes it their own um i did think about that a little bit with the um what is the e-tron it's like the e-tron um you know the audi and the taycan like they seem pretty similar um they're very i mean yeah that's but that seems less uh annoying to me for whatever reason it's it's like of course audi's not going to develop their whole unique uh electric sedan or platform right that that would be crazy to have a whole different thing yeah batteries and the way they charge it just doesn't that doesn't make sense and it, those platforms are so they lend themselves so well to different designs that you just start with the skateboard or whatever you want to call it and then uh, do your own thing on yeah. top of it yeah so, it's definitely yeah in terms of aesthetics obviously they're obviously one they're very different and all that but um yeah it's like and audi porsche buyer i mean they're very similar that's a similar demo but supra g z4 or and i mean i guess brz and and uh, frs is definitely or gt86 or whatever they call it now obviously it's a very similar buyer as well yeah it's all about the um, execution i think right like what is going on there um that, right because if it's yeah like super is like the perfect example of how not to do it if anything um like Whereas like Toyota, the Toyobaru relationship, if you want to call it, like it's a, it's expected and it, and it's not, it's not a halo car. It's not a, a pre-existing brand that exactly. like, I mean, Toyota exactly. 86, A86, whatever, but like, it's yeah, not but like, it's so different now. That, yeah. But the Supra to revive that name in that manner was crazy. Yeah. I still don't understand a Supra buyer. I need to know like, what made you want that car? There, I see them a lot now. Like they, I do too. Yeah. I wonder how they're selling actually. Like I, I, for a second there, it seemed like there was going to be a complete flop and then all of a sudden they're popping up everywhere. So like, at least in our neck of the woods, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're doing better or maybe they're just a good value or there's some like lease deals or something that I don't know about. But yeah, it's it's weird. I don't get it at all. They're very funky. Yeah. I mean, like there's cars. also the European examples, right, of all like the like the, like the golf, right? Like, the, like which is, you know, there's like a Seat equivalent and a Skoda and like all these other cars. Right. But yeah, um, that's true. But it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really ruin the brand identity because. I think it's like going into it. It's like setting an expectation, right? Like going back to Toyobaru example, it's like, you know, that it's going to be this collaboration. Um, same thing with, you know, these other cars. Um, but when you have some kind of, yeah, again, we're beating a dead horse. I think it's like when it's a very important car to your brand, um, it, it that's where you really run into issues. Yeah. And I think your point to that, it's not a halo model or a, a you know, kind of the crown jewel of your lineup. Um, as long as it's not that, it's way easier to stomach. But um, if anything were to happen like, oh, the Mustang and Camaro are now going to share a motor, just be like, wait, what? You can't, you can't do that. But to have an e-tron and a, a Taycan sharing it, it seems totally logical. So I don't know. That's my that's my take. Um, anything else on your mind before we get to uh, one single trivia question that I just thought of right now because I haven't had any time to do anything. I've been like nonstop for days. I know, yeah, yeah. I'm like getting calls from PNW right now for the for the Seattle event. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> fun. Yeah, we're, we're going full tilt right now, but um, i trying to think of anything else. Uh, oh, I dropped my car off at the shop today, my E30, for some uh, post-rally um repairs and such fan shroud and uh, i need a little exhaust yeah. work and maybe a wheel bearing and 
other stuff. So All right. maintenance. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I guess what one little detail is obviously I fixed my my um, that <laughs> that hose that I mended on the rally, yeah. uh, and I did that ahead of the uh, camping wall awesome thing so I could drive out there with peace of mind and everything. Um, so question for you, maybe to the listeners. Um, keep the hose as like a thing and hang it up in my garage or just fucking toss it. It's just the, because <laughs> it, it, so it still has the repair. It on has it, a right? repair on it. It's, keep yeah. it. Keep it. All right. I'm going to post a picture of it and ask the, uh, ask the audience, but yeah, yeah, I think you keep it or you clean it up really well and put it in the studio. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. 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 It's part of your history. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it was definitely a thing. Um, where I like, can, could you sign it? I, I should autograph it and we can raffle it off. There you go. <laughs> If somebody wants a, a janky E30 hose. Um, yeah. But I mean, no, yeah. that was a good repair. I mean, I wouldn't have, uh, I don't think I would have thought of the zip ties in addition, but that was yeah. good. That was very good. All right. Hit me. Hit me, baby. One more okay. time. Okay. It's trivia time. Trivia time. What did I eat for dessert on night two of Camping While Awesome? I had already eaten dinner, of course. 17 fucking hot dogs or whatever. Uh, a slider, uh, this and a that. But what did I have for dessert? Were you Art, the you only had left one already. You had, you had family obligations. But uh, Saturday night. Were you the only one who had that? No. I don't think so. Dessert. Huh. <laughs> Jello. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think that would have been a fruit group. I would have been doing pretty well at that point. Uh, no, not Jello. I ate. Um, someone busted out some cookies. I think it was Drew. He had mint Oreos okay. and a jalapeno cheddar Johnsonville bratwurst. Ooh, okay. Dessert. Just as a while you're at it. Yeah. So already had eaten dinner, and that that was a post dinner dessert item that sounds good the jalapeno jalapeno johnsonville and a uh, mint oreo that combination's not not good for me but i'm not down with that but i like the johnsonville jalapeno cheddars uh, bratwurst idea that sounds good <laughs> which i'm sure is like yeah. an absolute sacrilege to some german out there you know because it's like it's like bastardizing you know uh, a, a traditional thing right so um i'm trying to think for of sure. like the equivalent for some other food right but it's <laughs> very american move right there it wasn't bad i yeah. will say but man the next day I, I think we all could barely look at each other in the eyes because it was just uh, we had been eating like savages there's yeah. a movie i think i've talked about on the podcast before called um le grand bouffe which is uh, a french like a 70s french film where the basic story and i think you can find it out there somewhere but uh, it is a bunch of buddies who rent a house, like a chateau, once a year, and it's all bets are off, like drugs, f- prostitutes, and food, but mainly food, and they are eating insane shit, like, you know, handfuls of foie gras and, Whoa. you know, caviar and just, like, <laughs> gluttonous to the max. Dang. So, yeah, there, did you booth. guys, I know we've talked about the, um, there was a British show that uh, was about... Um, like historical foods and stuff and like on like what people uh. ate back in different time you know different time periods like dating back to roman times and everything in yeah between. it was like the food that made the world or something like that. yeah that's a pretty rad show uh and they actually had um there was something like th- what you just said reminded me of it it was like medieval england or something right and it was like the kings ate like 
like all of the fattiest, most unhealthy thing. And they only lived to like 40 or something. Right. Cause they were just like dying of heart attacks. And like, it was, yeah, like foie gras and like just, yeah, all the fattiest, gnarliest birds, like some of them that we don't even eat anymore, right? Like just uh, like all <laughs> totally. the, all sorts of pheasants and geese and whatnot. But um, penguin belly and stuff penguin like that. Penguin belly, yeah. whoa. Well, that's pretty good though. Penguin belly's not bad. Soft. I won't knock it till you try it. All right. Well, it's podcast. Thanks for joining us, uh, Lane. You can uh, Later, turn Lane. your Zoom off now. <laughs> <laughs> she also noticed how Lane's head was like just this far into this. I have a screenshot. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I yeah. took a picture too. Yeah. It's like the whole purpose of us like having Zoom on us so we can see each other and like not talk <laughs> over each other. But Lane's forehead was visible. That's all we had. <laughs> we didn't tell. Um, all right, mate. Well, I'm all sure. right. We'll have another good episode next week because we'll have recaps of the continuing Monterey Car Week and uh, then future plans for Radwood, Chicago and. Pacific Northwest, etc. So check it all out and we'll talk soon. All right. And we will right. talk soon. See ya. You and I. You, oh, <laughs> yeah. We will all talk soon. Have a good vacation. You too. Bye.